All right, welcome everyone to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. Welcome everybody on Facebook land, on YouTube land, on TikTok land, on podcast audio land, wherever you're watching or listening from. Welcome, I hope you're having a beautiful day. Today we're going to talk about UFOs in the Bible. Yes, actual UFOs in the Bible. I have dozens of scriptures pulled up right now uh, that I think we need to know. Uh, I don't always do like a Bible dive. This is not a religious channel, but um, I do really like to look at that because I think, you know, especially growing up within that faith tradition, um, I had so many questions about what was going on within the biblical canon and um how can we decode it like what does it mean how do we understand it and the way i understand it now is there are so many different things going on uh so many different layers and deeper levels than what we want to see because when we just throw doctrine and dogma on it and we say this is the message we're supposed to get because that's the message we've been told for the last several thousand years that we're supposed to get um then i have uh, I personally have had issues with that. Uh, not that I'm judging anyone for their beliefs, but personally, my beliefs have really struggled with the idea that a lot of this supernatural stuff that happens in the Bible is really supernatural and really, really weird. Um, and I think we need to know about it. I think we need to have an honest, open conversation about it. Um, so welcome, everybody. Design with Purpose, thanks for being here. Truth that Travels, thank you for being here, my friend. Uh, I am Rainy. Thanks for joining Bedford. Thanks for joining uh, Karen. We got over here. We've got Edgar. We've got Randy. We've got uh, Anthony, Shelly. Thank you guys for joining over here. Um, let's see. Uh, Tori Long says something is different about me. I don't understand. Um, uh, do I think I can help you? Uh, well, I'm certainly not a therapist or anything like that. Um, so I'm just a content creator. I'm not, um, I wouldn't know what to tell you other than, um, you know, obviously lots of Ascension symptoms going on right now. Uh, lots of, we've got the twins in the sky right now, the two planets aligning. Um, we've got some ladies here that are in the mythos community that know a lot about that truth that travels i'm sure has some videos on her channel about that so go check her out um if you're looking into more like the energy stuff and what's going on with that if that's what you're asking i'm not sure what you were asking but um you can go check her out and then um you know always guys no matter whether you're um uh feeling the energy or you're um digging the podcast or whatever it is you know i'm not here as any type of supplement for your uh, your therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, doctor, um, pastor, anything like that. That's not what I am. So um, I'm an entertainer and an enlightener, and that's what I do. So welcome, um, because I know uh, we've had uh, we've had a crazy few weeks, uh, a lot and lot of moods going on, a lot of energies going on. So. Um, yeah, Melissa, absolutely. You, you are very welcome for the shout out. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm sure Melissa has some videos or will have some videos on all the energies and, uh, the planetary alignments and stuff going, we've got stuff moving in and out of Zodiacs right now. <clears throat> um, again, the twins in the sky, the two planets that are just like, I think last night they were like almost line for line. Um, and just looked like two giant orbs in the sky. Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely. Um, so we're going to get into today, and I've got verses from Ezekiel, Zechariah, 2 Kings, Isaiah, Genesis, Revelation, Acts, Colossians, Psalms, uh, John, let's see what else do we have here, Deuteronomy, Jude, Exodus, Samuel, Mark, Matthew, 1 John, Joel, I mean, the list goes on and on, guys. If you guys don't start seeing what I'm talking about after this video, I don't know how many more videos I can do on this. Um, I will continue to produce content on faith, spirituality, and paranormal. So, uh, Somebody said, why is there a big hat above me? Yes, it's a bit like a sombrero above me. Uh, this is just kind of an ancient, um, 
an ancient UFO looking thing, uh, some artwork that I made. So um, Ezekiel 1, 1 through 28. And just so you guys know, I feel weird today. I had like a ton of energy yesterday. Today, I am so tapped out and zapped out and I just, I've got nothing. I just feel like something has completely vacuumed all my energy out. Um, not sure what's going on, but um, I know a lot of people are feeling it right now. So Ezekiel 1. 1 through 28. In the 13th year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day of the month, I was among the exiles by the Kabar Canal. The heavens were opened, and I saw visions of God. On the fifth day of the month, it was the fifth year of the exile of King Jehoiakim. The word of the Lord, or Yahweh, came to Ezekiel. The priest, the son of Buzi, in the land of the Chaldeans, by the Kabar Canal. And the hand of the Lord was upon him there. As I looked, behold, a stormy wind came out of the north, and a great cloud with brightness around it, and fire flashing forth continually in the midst of the fire, as it were gleaming metal. And from the midst of it came the likeness of four living creatures, and this was their appearance. They had a human likeness, and then we go on to hear all the different likenesses. Now, I want to call something out. You know, I have heard pastors my whole life say, you know, this is a storm and people used to think that storms talk to them and blah, blah, blah. This is clear. I mean, come on, guys, like burning metal in the middle. What storm have you seen? Uh, you know, maybe it could be ball lightning, something like that, uh, that we do have documented. But like for real, guys, for real. And then we know Yahweh. We're about to get into all the Yahweh stuff. Yahweh is just, in my opinion, my humble opinion, he's clearly an extraterrestrial entity. Um, we're about to see some more crazy stuff. So um, I'd, <clears throat> I personally can't write any of this off as, uh, you know, it was a storm or it was ball lightning or whatever. I mean, it's it's just so clear. And then you get even more into Ezekiel. You hear about the wheel inside the wheel and the wheels laying on the ground. It talks about how they're horizontal with the ground and they lift off the ground. I'm like, guys, like what, mm, what, what else could it be? I, so, um, I've had this, the reason I'm doing this video today is I've had this conversation with several people recently and they just like, they literally won't even think in this direction because, well, I don't believe in that. I believe in God. I believe in the Bible, but I don't, I don't believe in that. Well, you better start believing in it because it is all over it, like literally all over the Bible. And not to mention every other spiritual text from antiquity that we have. Like it's you go look into Egypt, go look into um, I mean, even Hinduism has like the flying machines, the uh, vinyasas like they're all there, guys. Like it's all there. I, I don't I don't know how we can get past it anymore without just having an honest conversation. And that's what this is for today. You know, send to your friends, your family. Let's have the honest conversation. Zechariah 5, 1 through 2. Again, I lifted my eyes and behold, a flying scroll. And he said to me, what do you see? I answered, I see a flying scroll. It's the length of 20 cubits and its width 10 cubits. Okay, that's a pretty big scroll. And let's look up how big is a cubit. We're going to figure that out. How big is a cubit? So a cubit is 17.5 inches. So we're talking um, almost two feet is a cubit, if my math is correct. So this flying scroll um, is 20 cubits long so that's 40 almost 40 feet long between 30 and 40 feet long 10 cubits wide so 10 cubits wide would be 20 feet wide between 15 and 20 feet wide again you can check my math on that but um like what what how is that even a thing okay that's not a scroll guys it's not a scroll there's no scroll that big that i've ever seen in my life now i've seen some long scrolls they just unveil. Thank you, Truth That Travels. One point five feet. Yeah, absolutely. So my math is close. I'm not a mathematician. I'm horrible at math, but, um, but this is a big old thing. Like uh, we've got shops out here in West Texas that are, you know, the the twenty by forty shops. That's kind of like a common size out here, 
you can hold several RVs in that thing. You can hold a couple of hundred people for like a barn party. Um, these are some big deals. Um, and so a flying scroll or what we might call a cigar shaped UFO, which we've seen all over, you know, reports and stuff, even in our modern times, um, this is a very large vessel. Um, and so he is reporting seeing this, um, flying scroll. So again, I don't know what else we can, you know, we can say, oh, this is a vision, um, you know, and anybody can have any kind of, you know, wild psychic type vision. Um, of course, like we know that from biblical context, we know that from like the hippie movement, we know that, um, from our modern times. But again, I think this goes much deeper to like eyewitness testimony of what they were seeing, especially associating that within their pantheon of gods, their religion. Um, somebody said, what am I reading? And I am reading, this is straight out of Zechariah, out of the Bible. And then before that, I read Ezekiel. Yeah, I think I'm blowing your minds right now and because I get a lot of questions already. Like, what are you reading? Like, where is this from? Like, guys, it's literally in your Bible. I'm not even reading a special translation. This is like the English standard version. You can get a lot more detailed and understand what these are if you want to read like the World English Bible or go look into the Greek and the Hebrew. You can really start to understand what these things are, um, which I just don't have time for today. But um and I want you guys to know, like, I'm always here to help, but I'm not here to hold anyone's hand um, because I can't even hold my hand. This stuff moves so fast through my consciousness. I learn every day and I just have to be ready and willing to adopt new ideas all the time. And that's all I ask of you is open hearts, open minds, all faiths, religions, orientations, races, traditions here. We love you. As long as you have an open heart and open mind, you're welcome here. Just respect each other. Be kind um and and love each other that's what we're here for but um as we have these kind of wild conversations that are just super open-minded um you know we're going to get lots of comments i know we have a lot of brothers and sisters in the community that are uh what i would consider you know highly religious and we're going to get the whole uh conversation around that you know god is holy there's only one god jesus saves all of that uh, and I'm not arguing with anybody on all of that, by the way. But I am questioning, is this really what we want to call the one true God when it has to come in a spaceship type thing? I mean, I'm more of the God is spirit type thing, like Jesus said. So, um, and like Buddha and, and Krishna, like all of those messages from what we would call um, the ascended masters. Some people consider them all Christ's. Um, I kind of go there myself because I believe that, you know, anyone can be a Christ um, if they wake up as a Christ and they agree to it and they remember who they really are. Um, I think that we have, you know, them on the earth at any given time at some point to continue to enlighten humanity um, and that we are all, I, I think, ultimately called to become uh, a part of that. So, um and then we get into Second Kings here. Um, <laughs> yeah, Second Kings two eleven again, right out of your Bible here. Uh, and as they still went on and talked, behold, chariots of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. So you know, basically, Elijah went up in a portal, um, and and was was quite literally beamed up here and these chariots of fire and horses of fire are obviously um you know what you would call orbs or um ufo flying saucer type things i mean even when we have like these eyewitness testimonies or you see cell phone footage and i'm not saying all of it's real but um you know we see you know like fast movement you see things that especially back then the only thing they've seen move that fast the only thing they've seen move that fast is a horse and a chariot. So they see that in the sky and they're going to go, that's what that is, right? Like, I mean, just think about that. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Bayleaf says, I agree that they are trying to give us a message. Uh, we worship God in spirit and in truth. Yeah, dreams. Uh, I mean, that's what I'm talking about here is like, you know, we have a lot of assumptions about what God is doing within the Bible. And, and I think that we have to really ask ourselves, is that, god in the flesh 
these entities, even within multidimensional realities, is still within like reality. But like what I see God as personally is outside of reality, um, not the what we would call the Christian God or the Old Testament God or the church God, but really like this spirit, this energetic source that runs through all things. And then the Holy Spirit being like the consciousness that that spirit wind that comforter that feminine that connects all things and i talked a lot about that yesterday on the podcast um where i was much more wired and awake um maybe i just spent all my energy yesterday i don't know um and then isaiah 60 verse 8 who are these that fly like a cloud and like doves to their windows i mean come on guys Genesis 6, 1 through 22. Uh, when man began to multiply on the face of the earth and the daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of man were attractive. They took them uh, as wives as they chose. Um, and then Yahweh said that my spirit shall not abide in man forever, for he is flesh. His days shall be 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward. And the sons of God... Um, took the daughters of men that they would bear children for them. These were the mighty men who were of old and the men of renown. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Okay, so, you know, we all know that story, right? Oh, yeah, that's when these fallen angels came and created their own race and it really messed up humanity. But if you actually start looking into that, and I don't have time to do it today, but go look into who Yahweh is. Go actually read the characteristics of him. Um, I have dozens and dozens and dozens of scriptures showing that he is you know, clearly the God of flesh. He is um, more like an uh, alcoholic uncle than he is like somebody um, who's trying to actually love humanity. Um, and I heard a great quote today, and it said that... Um, Love does not require sacrifice because love just is love. Love can atone all things. Um, and so with that, like why did this God require sacrifice? And then now we have like that whole narrative around the cross and everything. Um, because for me in my head, and I'm not telling you how to believe, but this is just kind of a side note here for me in my head, like the crucifixion didn't have to happen. Like, um, I'm not saying that I'm a great person or anything, but I'm just saying like if love is really the thing that wins, the thing that is, yes, love heals all things, Rebecca says, then why, why did we have to have that blood atonement? Uh, because that is straight out of the black magic book of spells right there, guys. Um, I mean, think I want you guys to really start thinking about this. And so I'm just bringing you really authentic episodes now. Um, I try to be entertaining. But at the same time, I have these thoughts that I'd have to share with the class. Like that's part of my commitment here um, is to just get you to think like, why do we even have that narrative? Which is such a small narrative within the biblical canon. You have all these beautiful things that Jesus said. And then, by the way, boom, at the end, now he's betrayed and he's, you know, he's taken to the cross. Um, do we know that that happened? I mean, yeah, some people know that it happened. Uh, some people know that it didn't happen. Some people know that the Gospel of Thomas uh, has a lot more of the authentic uh, verses from Jesus in it. Uh, some people, I heard a guy today, and I wish I could remember who it was, but he was talking about Jesus as Lord in the flesh is Satan because Yahweh is Satan. And that's when you use that word Lord. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that, but I do think there's something to that, like that, you know, it is even by the power of the Holy Spirit that you can say like Jesus in the flesh is just the son of man. He's us, but him in the spirit, by the way, is also us too. That's the Christ. Like the truth within you, within your being is the Christ. And that's what saves like the Christ consciousness, the Christ energy, the Christ collective, the Christ identity saves. That's that's more what I'm talking about here. And that is not, again, that's not even a religious message. That's a universal quantum mind-like type message. And, you know, in the vibration of love, service to others, no expectations, sit with yourself, find God within you. The kingdom of God is within you. That's really what I believe. 
And um, I have enough training and enough understanding. I've read the Bible my entire life. And so I have all these verses in my head and I'm able to kind of start putting things together. And I think I have begun to put together. Um, yeah, was that you, dude? Okay, uh, let's see. Oscaro, uh, oh, Oscar Ochoa Yogi. Yes, y'all go check out Oscar Ochoa Yogi. Uh, dude, I love your videos, man. Yes, that was you. I could not remember your name for the life of me, but now I recognize your picture. Thank you. Uh, so y'all go check him out. Great, great videos. And I loved what you were saying. I don't, I don't always, I don't, I don't get all of it and I have to read more into it, but I do agree. And I do believe that like Yahweh is the dragon. He's the beast. Um, and so like in revelation, and I want to talk about this right now too. In revelation, we've got uh, you guys go check out his video on this. I'm just going to paraphrase from my point of view, but I don't want to put words in his mouth, but, you know, go check his channel out. Um, but, brother, you got some great stuff, and I really, really like where you're coming from. But the two, uh, you know, you've got the um, Roman CC, which is, again, like the Antichrist uh, energy because it's taken Jesus as the idol and it touts that, yet it speaks just like Yahweh. Well, that original system was under Yahweh, which was to blind humanity, to keep them under a system of servitude and harvesting their energy, reincarnations, all of those things. So um, anyway, yeah, go check out his videos. I hope I'm doing justice to what you said. That's really more my spin on it anyway that I've been doing. I've done a bunch of Y'all to Bayoff videos and stuff like that. But I'm like literally slowly putting together more and more pieces and it makes more and more sense the more I like look at this and go, man, have we been duped like we have totally had the wool pulled over our eyes here. We just don't even have a clue what any of these things in the Bible mean, because even the pastors don't because they've been trained for so many centuries under one understanding. Um, yeah, Demi urge. So like that's that's kind of the Gnostic version of like the whole of like what Yahweh is. This is basically like that flesh urge that um, is based on survival, fear, sacrifice, blood, um, you know, the need for atonement, stuff like that, rather than the truth and the identity that is in being the actual authentic child of God, if you will. Um, and then how many people do we have serving into that system, like still you know, kind of entrapped in, in my experience. I'm just going to say in my experience. So, um, let's see. Oscar Ochoa Yogi says, uh, the wave particle duality, um, is savior and Lord. Uh, the wave is the truth. Uh, and the particle is the light. Yeah, dude, dude, that's what's up. Yeah. So quantum, like quantum, uh, identities here. Like you have the 3d construct, everything. And it's not even just flesh. Like think about flesh as, and again, this is my paraphrase here and my understanding of it. But flesh is like everything. It's the stones you see. It's the trees you see. It's this microphone. It's the phone I'm talking to. Like everything is like that construct that it's that uh, particle. And then the wave is is what is the spirit. It's like the thing that is the consciousness that, that will move on and, and can reincarnate in any form, fashion later on. Like we just have this really low vibrating uh, particle, you know, life here. Um, and I'm not a physicist whatsoever, but, um, like think about it as like pixels that are lit up because they have the wave in them. Uh, but they're pixels because they're particles and none of it's actually real. Right. So that's kind of the theory behind it there. Um, which I think is, is just pretty mind blowing. So, um let's see brandon had a comment yeah i'm live dude but i got dude i got like 40 comments a second here um i have to i even have them slowed down so i can try to see them better but um let's see okay yeah i don't see any other comments so and i don't see yours brandon but um let's see yeah i didn't see one from you brandon but yeah i am live so um, <clears throat> well, let me continue here. Anyway, I'm off today, guys. I appreciate, appreciate your patience. Cause I'm just, man, had, had a rough, rough week already. And, um, here I am. So, uh, thank you guys for being here. Um, 
Then we've got, duh, 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 yeah, Ezekiel 1.16. As for the appearance of the wheels and their construction, their appearance was like the gleaming of barrel, which is, you know, kind of a greenish color. Um, and the four had the same likeness in their appearance and construction, being, as it were, a wheel within a wheel. You know, and I mean, we think of the wheel inside the wheel like this, like you have one going this way and then one going this way. But if you really think about it, I think it's like you have the outer wheel and the inner wheel, like the UFO saucer shaped. Um, and then he talks about the movement that could easily be the like LEDs or lighting or whatever type of power units. Um, again, they have never seen anything like this. And this was their gods. Like, think about that. Um, these were their gods. So yeah, so the wheel inside the wheel, uh, great question, Fibonacci sequence. Um, this, I think, is a common misconception. This is just my opinion. When you look up the pantheons of angels, one of them is called an Ophanim, and it is essentially the wheel inside the wheel. Um, but again, if you're naming angels celestial entities that have a mind of their own and can project conscious thoughts within you like psychic or telepathic messages or even an audible voice out of the craft you're going to classify that angel as anophanim because it's a wheel it's a uh, a wheel shaped one with eyes all over it like think about the eyes uh, you know, imagine if these were LEDs, you know, a lot of the artwork I do of these have, you know, the different colored eyes around them or the portholes or the LEDs. Um, like, think about that, guys. I think oftentimes we go to this really fanciful place. And I did a whole live stream on angels, especially within the psychic realm. Um, those like more uh, extra dimensional entities Then we have these that are three-dimensional entities that are able to enter our atmosphere our earth come down um, essentially they are our brothers in my opinion um, and then they some of them wanted to be worshipped some of them wanted to uh, create and uh, manipulate genetics and do all kinds of fun stuff like that uh, yeah absolutely Rebecca eyes that lit up yeah so um, let's see uh, yeah, this is live. Uh, no, this is not live on YouTube. I have, I don't do YouTube yet. Uh, Ruby's Colorful World. Hey, how are you, my friend? I haven't seen you in a while. Um, I do TikTok and Facebook live right now because that's how many devices I have. I have an iPad and an iPhone. Um, and then I, I do plan on doing YouTube live, but the problem is, is they don't offer the green screen replacement. So I would have to run a software and do that. And it's just a whole other level of pain in the pain in the rear so i would prefer if youtube if anyone's listening from youtube you know add the green screen effect so your streamers can just you know i'll buy another iphone i don't care uh it'd be nice to stream to youtube as well so uh that's kind of why i don't do it now so that everything has my artwork in it and we can kind of like have the discussion around it so um let's see um no, I didn't download that on YouTube. So this, this, I make all of this artwork in an AI software. Um, and so it's, it's all of mine. And then, um, I put them in my videos and stuff like that. So, um, let's see. I'm very distracted today, guys. Uh, for they are demonic spirits performing signs who go abroad to the kings of the whole world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, check this one out. Revelation 16, 14. In fact, I'm going to back up just a, just a skosh here. We're going to read Revelation 13. Actually, I'm going to go up to 12 here. Revelation 16, 12. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings of the east. Now... Obviously, you've probably seen the news at the end of last year where that Porter River is, I would say, very, very close to uh, to drying up. Uh, I don't know if it ever did, actually, or if it's filling back up or where we're at with that. Uh, but this is very, very interesting. And I think this is a, a big, big clue as to um, kind of what we were talking about earlier, where you have like the, the first beast in Revelation and the second beast 
one of them is Yahweh, one of them is um, the the actual construct of the religiosity construct, the Roman. You know, I don't want to say it on here because I I, uh, I try to be good, but um, the uh, Roman CC, if you know what I'm talking about. And so I think it's pretty clear, like, you know, one of them is is taking Jesus as the idol and kind of wielding that. But it sounds just like the same doctrine that was spoken by this extraterrestrial Yahweh. Well, then you see these entities. Watch this, guys, because this is wild. This is wild. Watch this. You have these entities now that when the Euphrates dries up, according to the book of Revelation, um, are, I think, extraterrestrials. Super easy. Like, I, I just, if you've never read this, this is wild. So, um, to prepare the way for the kings of the east. And then in uh, 13, Revelation 16, verse 13, And I saw coming out of the mouth of the dragon, uh, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet, three unclean spirits like frogs. Can, can we just stop for a minute and go, like, what is an unclean spirit that would be like a frog that, you know, John would be having this really, really tripped out vision on and see these spirits that are probably going to have that same message and are going to be coming together and performing signs, going abroad to all the kings of the world, assembling them for battle on the great day of God the Almighty. Um, this is really interesting. And I think this this could potentially be, I'm not a prophecy expert here, but it could potentially be three extraterrestrial entities that are in alliance with uh, what we would see is uh, the dragon, the beast, um, and then the uh, false prophet. And so with this, um, the way I understand Revelation is that we have uh, the dragon is um, is Satan. And then, or, or what would be Yahweh, the beast would be um, the kind of the system around it, the... Uh, uh, politico-religious system around it um, and then the false prophet would be like whoever is the mouthpiece for that you know that construct so um, and and I've always talked about the beast system and I've done a lot of videos on the beast system nobody by the way nobody knows um, so if you're listening to anyone online and they think they know then you're probably better off trying to figure it out on your own in my opinion but um but with that said, like the, the actual beast system, I, I view it, and it's pretty clear, I think, in Revelation that it's a uh, political, economic, and um, religious system. Um, and so it's the thing that everyone is in agreement on that actually makes the entire world run. It makes everything in the world move from power uh, to belief systems to financial systems. Uh, all, all in one, uh, one and all, so... Um, somebody says, I think AI will help the beast system. Yeah. I mean, it's all going to help it, right? Like, I mean, we're, we're all going to help it. Like, think about that. Everybody's afraid of it. And it's like, that's literally what you're going to operate in here, like here now. And unless you're in spirit, um, you know, you're, you're already, I think you're using it. Um, and, and even if it's not like the full scale version of it, like maybe the, you know, the uh, 9.0 rollout or whatever before the final one, then, you know, I think that it's, I think it's still in use, but that's just my opinion. So, uh, yeah, absolutely, David. Absolutely. Um, I have not watched the fifth kind YouTube channel. No, I have not Steven. Um, I've watched the movie. Um, great movie, by the way, love close encounter films. Um, so I don't know. I, you know, there you go. That's, I don't know how much weirder you can get and how much more on the nose for what we would consider a little green or gray men. I mean, think about this. If you're John and you've never seen a gray and, and what we have as a gray alien, you, you envision that, you know, you're going to go, yeah, that's a frog. That's a salamander. That's a something. Uh, and I have another theory about that too. Like there's, um, yeah, there's some other weird prophecies and stuff. I won't go into them today, but um, I'll probably wait and do that another day. But 
Um, and then we have Acts 9.3. Now, as he went on his way, he approached Damascus and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. Um, let's, let me, <laughs> this is a whole nother rabbit hole. You guys want a rabbit hole? Raise your hand if you want a rabbit hole. Um, if not, um, then, uh, just say go on and I'll continue with the regular verses. But if you want a rabbit hole, I can talk about Paul for a second here. Cause I think that there's, I think there's a clue in here. Um, okay. Yes. So, okay, here we go. Rabbit hole here, the conversion of Saul. So, um, I've been a long time proponent of the idea that Paul is the Roman plant to go ahead and build the antichrist system. Uh, just my little opinion, you know, and, and no offense against anybody. I just, I've never vibed with Paul's message. Um, I think it's some of the, the doctrine that comes out of it has, um, honestly, I believe hurt, you know, different individual groups of people and identifications, um, that, that I love very much that I have friends and family. And, um, there's just a lot of doctrine that comes out of that, of the, you know, you know, you have to keep your own brother accountable and we have to do this way. And, you know, we're, you know, it has to be the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus and all of this stuff. And like, just to me that, it, that just rings of you're missing the point type thing. Um, and so that's just my opinion, but yes, rabbit holes are fun. Here we go. Okay. But Saul, still breathing threats um, against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest. Now, remember, you had a lot of what we would consider Gnostic belief systems um, at the time where they're believing more of the esoteric side of what Jesus said, more of the mystery school type thing. Um, and then you've got uh, Saul who is persecuting them. And there's even some evidence, you know, that it wasn't very pretty. Um so he went to the high priest and asked him for the letters to the synagogue at Damascus so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, that he might uh, bind them and bring them to Jerusalem. Um, now, as he went on his way, he approached Damascus and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him and falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Okay. This is just so out of context from, like, if you read the Gnostic Gospels and then you read the actual canonical Gospels, which is, um, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Like, I have, it just, it, to me, reeks of good story, dude. Um, and even if it's not a good story, like it almost seems like it could be extraterrestrial in nature to me. And I think a lot of times the, the, the sign of, um, what system we are, uh, everybody seems to be afraid of that beast system is inherently extraterrestrial. I'm trying to think about how to say this nicely without the algorithm. Um, you know, thinking I'm a conspiracy theorist because that's not what I'm trying to say here. But, um, but I do think there's something to this. And even if it was Jesus, um, you know, I do think that Jesus kind of has some ET vibes and some of it, like the ascension and stuff like that, like him going up into a cloud. And um, so, you know, say all that happened, then I, I think it has to be pretty extraterrestrial in nature. Um, but I, I do question like, what is this light? Why did it blind him? Um, what voice did he hear and why all of a sudden is he the mouthpiece for the church? Um, and he speaks a whole lot about making sure Jesus is on a pedestal rather than making sure, uh, we're loving each other and doing what Jesus actually said. And, and to me, all of the, the Paul, what you call Pauline doctrine or, Pauline books are very, um, they're just building more of that system and they just seem super dogmatic to me. So that's just me. Could be my ego talking. I mean, you know, whatever, but that's just, I just have to put that out there. You, you make, you make your own decision on that. Um, now second Corinthians eleven fourteen, and no wonder for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Would you like to know what that means? 
Anybody in the class want to know what that means? Uh, I do. And one of the, the comparisons I found with it, which I tend to believe is exactly what it means, is that Satan disguises himself as an angel of light because there's a verse in the Old Testament that literally says that Yahweh cloaks himself in the beauty of light and that he can take it off and that he dwells in darkness. So, I, you know, hmm. anyway, yeah. Uh, this is not a video to just like sit here and plug with the whole Yahweh theories. Um, that was not my point in this, but it just kind of comes up because um, what we're about to see as we get down here into some OT stuff, some Old Testament is very ET vibe with uh, Yahweh stuff. So, and then we got John eighteen thirty six. I mean, here's more ET vibes. I think even with Jesus, you know, and if he's from a higher faction of um, extraterrestrial entities, then we have to assume those are the ones of the light because he talked about light all the time. That would be Galactic Federation of Light Association and that Yahweh would be the negative alien agenda association. So if you want to get into like those new age galactic type terminologies, so which I try to just so everybody understands kind of the context there. Um, and I do have a theory, which I'll share at the end of this. Again, I've been sharing it a lot lately that I do think kind of trumps all of this, uh, not the president, but the actual, um, you know, the card that you could play before he was ever even a thing. Um, where you can, it's kind of like the Joker card that you can put it down and go, um, all that's good and well, but what, what about this? And so I want to play the Joker card here at the end, kind of let you guys think about that here. So, um, then we get into, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, for by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And if you get into those classifications of angels, you understand like their, you know, the powers, principalities, thrones, like all of these things are angelic classifications. And um, again, more ET vibes, in my opinion. Uh, and then Psalm sixty-eight, seventeen: the chariots of God are twice 10,000, thousands upon thousands. The Lord is among them. Sinai is now in the sanctuary. So, you know, here's something really interesting. This is Psalm 68, 17. I'm going to show you guys something that, um, that'll blow your mind. Just because the average person, when we're reading this, like we don't, and, and I put me in that category. So I'm going to go to the Hebrew here of Psalms chapter 68, verse 17. And it says, the chariots, which is from Strong's 7393. Um, and that word is rakeb, and it says a vehicle, a team, a cavalry, a rider, or the upper millstone of God. And when it says of God, it says Elohim, which means the gods or the supreme God. So basically you have to, a lot of you guys have to understand context, context, context. I talk about context clues. Just because it says Elohim, just because it says God. Just because it says Lord, you have to look at the root word and then you have to look at the way the root word is used. Like what, how is Elohim used here? Um, is it the supreme God or is it God's? Now, I, this leads me to believe that this is talking about the supreme God, um, but it could easily, I think, be Elohim as in God's because uh, the chariots of the gods is what it could say. And if you've ever read Zacharias Sitchin, then you know what I'm talking about. Um, are tens of thousands, which uh, big number, obviously. Um, and then it says the Lord, which is Adonai, which means the Lord. Um, and that's Strong's 136. And so if you look at that, um, the definition of it is... Um, is literally just Lord or Lords. Um, and so again, you have to look at like, how is that used now? A lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of time in the old Testament when, um, it says Lord, it's, it's actually subbing Yahweh in there. So that's why I wanted you guys to look at this, to try to understand that. So the Lord or Adonai, um, is in his sanctuary, which is a sacred place thing or sanctity. He, um, as he was at Sinai, 
Sinai, the mountain where the law was given. So it's talking about a sanctuary and chariots, basically. So like what gives me, again, ET vibes, and I think this is talking about um, what we would consider Yahweh because, I mean, it's they're, you know, they're still talking about the same thing here. And I'm not an expert on Hebrew, so somebody probably knows more on this than I do. But, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great idea, Mano. Um, I will do a video on Arjun and Krishna. I just finished the Bhagavad Gita, so that's a great one to do. I'll try to do that tomorrow. That would be a great episode for tomorrow. Um, very, very good idea. Thank you, my friend. Um, so anyway, we're literally like, this is kind of that verse where chariots of the gods comes from. So you can go read it for yourself, but, um, you know, you gotta like, you gotta pull all this apart and to just read it and try to like digest it in a religious context, um, that somehow, you know, it all leads up to the cross and then we have salvation and everything. I think it's just, I'm just going to be really honest here. I just think it's lazy because, you have the tools now and everybody's like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? It's like, you can do the same research I do, but you know, don't take my word for it. Go check me on it. Go do your own research. Uh, there's a ton of people on TikTok. There's a ton of people on YouTube that are starting to get this now. Um, one of the commitments I have to this is I don't know guys. I don't know. Uh, none of this could have happened for all I know. We could just have all these old documents um, of what people, you know, their mythologies and stuff. So now I tend to believe mythologies are based on eyewitness accounts and then, uh, either, you know, expounded upon or maybe exaggerated or maybe misunderstood or whatever. So like we have to just kind of take them as that. That's kind of how I read it. Um, so for all intents and purposes, I don't know. Um, uh let's see da, 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 da. any other questions much love cub mano says thank you very much i appreciate it um oh the dwelling in darkness first i don't know i've given it a hundred times guys i'm sorry it's in my document over here let me open the document um i can read it exactly um let's see da, 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 da. Um, yeah, first Kings eight twelve. then Solomon said, Yahweh has said that he would dwell in thick darkness. Then Isaiah 45, it says, I will give you treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that it is I, Yahweh. Again, darkness, darkness. Then Jesus says, um, or we have in first John, actually, it says God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Um, and then John eight forty four says, you are of your father, the devil, and all you do um, is your father's desires. He was a unaliver from the beginning and has nothing to do with the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is the liar and the father of lies. So, and, it, and they knew who he was talking about. Like this, is not, this was not like a secret back then. People didn't want to receive it any more then than they do now. Um, and then here you have law, uh, Yahweh, it says in Hosea 13, 4 through 8, I am Yahweh, your God from the land of Egypt. Again, why is the almighty God from Egypt? I uh, thought he was from, you know, from uh, above or something, you know. So, uh, and you shall acknowledge no God but me, and besides me there is no Savior. Then if you look at the Apocryphon of John, it says, In his arrogance, the Aldabaoth boasted to the other archons that I am God and there is no other God besides me. So... Uh, why are, why is that the same? I mean, you've got all of these ancient documents that are telling different sides of the same story, and we have to remember that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Eric, great point. Uh, he said, uh, Zachariah Sitchin supposedly deciphered a Sumerian tablet that nobody else could understand. Yeah, and I, I can see that. He was very, very intelligent when it came to decoding all of this stuff. So, um yeah, um, I mean, that's uh do-it-yourself, great point. Um, and I want to talk about that. Like, Enlil is Yahweh. It's the same character. Like, um, I, I don't even have to, like, prove that to you. Just read it. And it's like, if you're seeing the same characteristics, the same stories, and the same events uh, told from different angles, then how is it not the same entity, right? Um, it would be like reading 20 different books on a historical character, uh, maybe, uh, you know, a great uh, world leader, and then you're going to have 
uh, some people that didn't like him, some people that did like him, some people that didn't understand him, some people that did it as a just an observer. Like you're going to have different documentation of the same entities. Um, so I hope you guys get where I'm coming with this. Like um, that, like I have personally been someone who in the past was in a worship relationship with this God, this OT God or um what we would consider what and i did a whole video on like the day i realized i was worshiping an alien you know it just made me sick at my stomach and i was like i don't even, i'm still like deconstructing from it this has been over a year now and it's like how do you like how do you move on from that um and then re-understand what god is like what you are and how like what is christ in all of this like and if you're not religious, that's great. Maybe you have an easier start at it. Like you can approach it now in a neutral way and try to look at the authentic story rather than the pre-programmed, pre-digested, you know, spoon-fed version that, that doesn't matter where you go. You're getting the same, um, you know, a different brand of the same stuff is what I'm saying. It doesn't matter where you go as long as it's in the construct. So that's why I like what I do here. I get to just step outside of the construct. I'm not affiliated with any um, type of uh, institution that I have to be, you know, whatever, um, you know, say a certain thing or whatever. So I can just be authentic and share what I think. So whether I'm right or wrong, that's, you know, uh, not for me to decide. It's just for me to be authentic to how I, how I feel, what I'm thinking, what I've found and no expectations because I do believe that I'm loved and I do believe that I'm a part of God in a way that nobody can separate me from. So that's good enough for me. So anyway, I love you guys. I uh, hope you're having an awesome day. Thanks for being here there guys. These go on and on and on and on. Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were of this world, my servants would have been fighting for me that it may not be delivered. Um, to the cross, but that my kingdom is not of this world. Um, and then more in Revelation, more in Zechariah. Um, I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. And so this is not even, golly, I mean, I'm just, I'm still scrolling. I'm like hundreds of verses down. Um, and Isaiah, it says, for behold, Yahweh will come in fire and his chariots, uh, like the whirlwind to render his angel in fury and rebuke with flames of fire, like. Again, I don't know what else it could be. So if you guys don't see the UFOs in the Bible by now, I'll probably keep doing videos on it because I enjoy it. And there's hundreds of verses for me to pull from. So easy content, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Oscaro, uh, Satan is the God of this world and everything in the world belongs to Satan. Yeah. And that's, we got to quit. It's like, why are we, um, you know, so that, that's the deal. Like I, I've quit trying to fight for some construct that is clearly in the world. Um, I'm not, I'm not fighting anymore. I'm just here. I'm just flowing on this. I'm just being authentic and I'm not bragging on myself. I'm just reminding myself, like, I don't have any motivation to show up here other than I love you. I want to see unity and I want to see people open their hearts and minds and question what they've been told just because I think that it's the right thing to do, um, because it was for me. So for me, that was that was all that I had to do. So anyway, if you guys um, want to support what I'm doing, we have two supporter memberships now. We have the Mythos membership, which is nine bucks a month. You get access to our private Facebook community. Uh, we have an unlisted video library on there with a ton of unreleased materials that I've done. Um, we have, uh, what else do we have on there? Uh, great chat amongst the community and lots of behind the scenes videos in the Facebook group as well. And that supports directly what I'm doing at nine bucks a month there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We got a ton of mythos members. Mythos crew is amazing. Thank you guys. And then we have a new one. If you want to step up into the second tier of that, you get everything in the first tier with mythos, but you also get our new charisma Academy. It's a mystery Academy where you get to go in and learn how do I read all these ancient texts? How do you try to understand these higher level concepts? What are your spiritual gifts? Uh, we look at everything from flow to power to manifesting um, to the actual practices of meditation and yoga. 
all kinds of cool stuff. Like it's, it's literally my answer to like building a platform to help educate people and lead them on a journey of self-discovery, um, an ascension path and to try to understand some of the ancient mysteries that maybe have been forgotten um, in more of a brand new way that is kind of my take on everything. So if you like that, with that Charisma membership, you also get um, a live call with the community every single Saturday um, where we get to just talk about all the things, any questions you want to ask me within the community. I give like a short lesson every Saturday. So it's even more material that like the public doesn't get. So if you guys want to support me on either of those at nine bucks a month or 29 bucks a month, that would be incredible. And if you don't want to do a recurring membership, I have t-shirts that have all of my cool artwork on them. They are Jersey style yoga type shirts. You can wear them for hiking, biking, yoga, cleaning the house. You can wear them uh, to the store. You can wear them wherever you want. Wear them to church for all I care. They're super trippy, super cool looking. Uh, we've got a bunch with UFOs on them. Very uh, 70s hippie vibes on a lot of them. So if you guys like that kind of thing, you will love my uh, t-shirts and all my merch. So that's under the merch tab. Everything's on the website. Uh, Truth to Travel says, join the community um, as you resonate with the message. It's awesome connecting with Soul Family. Yes, it is, my friend. Thank you guys so much. Um, I love you. Have a beautiful day. Thanks for being here. Um, if you guys want to know how I found this, uh, you can go to openbible.info um, and just type in UFOs. Like that's what I did. Like all the Bible verses that have UFOs. That's how I researched. So I used everything from Bible hub to open Bible. I'm not affiliated with any of this, by the way. Uh, I'm just giving you the tools that I use that are free online. So you can use them for yourself. Um, again, no affiliation because I know my message is not necessarily, uh, what you would consider a biblical message. So that's okay though. Uh, I think I do it in all love and light, and I think that that is a respectable thing to do. So, um, But I love you guys. I was going to read one one more here. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. Well, we've got, like, in Revelation, the great white throne. I mean, that's, that's like... Um, that's, that's pretty, pretty celestial, I would say. Um, in Exodus, it says the morning of the third day, there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast. So that all the people in the camp trembled. Moses brought, uh, the people out of the camp to meet God and they took their stand at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke because the Lord had descended on it in fire. The smoke of it went up like the smoke of a kiln and the whole mountain trembled greatly. I've heard people say, oh, this is a volcano or whatever. And I'm like, I just call, no, I, I mean, think about an ancient UFO landing and burning atop of a mountain and having to have some sort of craft that comes down on it. And I think a lot of people too, they ask, they say, well, well, how come when we see these things today, they're not doing that? And here's my answer to that. Their technology advanced just like ours did, but they're just way more in the future of us. So what we have now, we're using things like rocket fuels and stuff. It's like, that's probably what they came down with. And then it's like, well, how did they even get there, get here? Well, if you look up things like Planet Nibiru and the Anunnaki and like the 3,000-year cycle that it has, like supposedly, allegedly coming near Earth, um, I don't think we've seen any proof of that yet, but maybe we have. I don't know. But I think that that's like a good theory on how that could happen. So uh, there's a lot of really interesting things around that. And then now, like, they're they're more into, like, like high-level advanced quantum technology where they can just literally jump through time and space rather than actually having to slingshot off of a planet to ours and use uh, minerals and, uh, petros and stuff that are on our planet to get back. Like think about all the stuff that had to be done for that. That actually accounts for a lot of like, why did we have to feed them with sacrifices? Why were they determined to come back and forth and then like, um, start societies and everything. And then like, you have all of these prophecies of them coming back in every different culture. So yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Nibiru. So, um, Anyway, so yeah, Ruby says thank you. Uh, thank you, Truth That Travels. Thank you, Fibonacci. Thank you, uh, Oscar uh, Rocha. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate you, my friend. 
Um, let's see. I am. Thank you for being here. Laura, thanks for being here. Denise, thanks for being here. I love you guys. Y'all have an awesome day. Thank you for the support. Please consider supporting what I do. It's literally how I show up here every day. I do this full time. This is my day job and my night job and my weekend job. This is my life. So every bit of support we get every time I get off of a live stream, we have new people join the course, the community, whatever. It just, it makes me so happy. So thank you guys. I love you. Have a beautiful, beautiful day.